How's it going? Welcome to A Love Worth Dying For podcast where we're finding hope in our marriages verse by verse. This is Joseph and Janelle Banks. And we hope you've been having a great day and week so far. It's almost in the March. This year is going by pretty quickly. And we are just thankful for every moment we have to share with you guys. And continuing, I don't know, is this the last or the yeah, I think this last is the day of last, forgiveness? Well, that we'll be addressing yeah. it directly. Yes. Um, I, I guess we're always somewhat addressing forgiveness when we think about um, <laughs> marriages. and Marriages, that's something family. ongoing with people. Where I think there's always a level of um being forgiven towards others, um, right. showing others grace right. in um, just everyday living, really. So we're going to be talking about that throughout in some form or fashion. Right. Not only marriages, but also family when dealing with your children. And speaking of children, this episode is going to be kind of geared to the kids or how we should deal with forgiveness or talk about or teach forgiveness when it comes to our children. Um kids in our lives and ways to help them to break down for forgiveness because sometimes we can talk about apologizing but we don't really break it down so they can understand really what forgiveness is and how it is is important in our lives Mm -hmm. and it was a thing Janelle did I don't know if it was last week or a little bit longer where she asked the kids you know just get a kind of a heads up you know what is forgiveness to you and we've got some interesting answers from our children when we talk about forgiveness um one of our kids said grace or gracious um giving someone something they don't deserve um another one said a second chance we had replies like um you know self selflessness or you yeah, know yeah, putting away pride and other, other things like that so we got a few answers from from the kids when it came to that which were which were pretty good others had some other answers which were kind of off <laughs> but <laughs> yeah we had a, had a pretty good standing of what they look at when it came to forgiveness and i think it also gave us a gauge to see that even though we talk about forgiveness in different aspects of our lives and you know sometimes we're asking our kids to be more forgiving towards each other or we ask them to forgive us right we realize that just having that conversation with them directly just specifically focusing on forgiveness is something that we probably need to do more often right um because for one all our children have not made a profession of faith. So we know the biggest forgiveness needed is forgiveness that they need from God. Right. And just knowing if they don't fully understand it, then they won't see their need um, and therefore probably don't have much of a desire to to seek out uh, a forgiving God. True. And that's something we have to really be mindful for of when it comes to our kids because they will only know what we teach them or what we demonstrate to them or in front of them mm-hmm. so they can have a better understanding of what those things are or they'll be just going off things that they've heard in media or from other kids or from other people in some other in some capacity uh, then we ask you know them you know is there a reason why you shouldn't forgive and we got another 
group of interesting answers. You know, some said maybe, some said, you know, if you're angry. Um, they gave scenarios about one kid forgiving another for something that they did, or they even talked about a, a, a movie that they, no, it was a movie, it was a cartoon that they saw from the Sonic about how um, the character forgave someone. So we have, they had some, some examples of forgiveness in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hear their, what they thought mm-hmm. about forgiveness and some of the examples that they saw in their own personal lives mm-hmm. and being able to pull from that. Because we can always pull examples from different places when it comes to forgiveness. And we, mm-hmm. those always become teaching moments for our kids. I think sometimes we can look at things but come to the wrong conclusion though Um, because Mm -hmm. I know one of our kids said basically that he was forgiven towards another sibling because um, they gave him his toy back or something like that it was conditional right so we know a lot of times with kids um, they may look at things just based on how they feel but even adults too we may look at things by just the way we feel but what if what if that toy had gotten damaged, which I think we've had kids in our household to damage someone else's um, personal item, toy or what have you, and or even our own stuff. And, you know, do we withhold forgiveness because they cannot replace that item? Mm. And that's, that's something to think about. I think something else to think about is many times when our children offend us, we forgive them even without them apologizing or making up for whatever they've done. So I think it's, it's, there's a, how should I say? There's something going on there. I I know obviously we probably have a close relationship with our children than we probably do other people. Mm -hmm. Um, We also probably extend grace because we think, okay, well, they're younger. They don't fully understand, um, understand. Mm-hmm. and um but when we look at the word of god we look we see examples of um you know forgiveness being extended in that way for for people don't fully grasp what they're doing and a lot of times we hold that bitterness and anger um but we don't consider like does this person fully understand how they've offended me and how their offense have impacted me. And I think a lot of times it's a, it's a no. Right. And so a lot of times, you know, our, they need as much clarity as we do when it comes to forgiveness. So that's something which we have to really make sure that they're, they understand what it is that we're, that, that, that we require of them or the things that we're instructing of them when it comes to forgiveness. So there has to be some type of, um, understanding or, or, or some type of um, uh, information where they, they can have the, the knowledge, uh, especially what we feel as, as Christians, what forgiveness is, a general knowledge of what forgiveness is, but then also deeper into what forgiveness actually is mm-hmm. because it relates to our relationship with God. So when it comes to forgiveness for our kids, you know, we can start in many directions and I know we can start from our own personal lives and things, but from us and we've, we're doing a Bible study now, reading through the Bible and 
as a family. And one place where we can start when it comes to forgiveness is start from Genesis or start from creation. It's not actually good good stories or good um, moments in Genesis. Yeah, where moments in history. Moments in history, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times we say stories and... You know, you think of things that didn't actually happen. But for us, if we believe that the Bible is true and everything in there is the truth and has actually occurred as far as the people in there, um, then we can say... It's a biblical um, account, a historical account of the the Middle Eastern text. So (laughs) I'll say it like that. But there's a lot of things that they can learn about... God, about man, about our relationships with God, our relationships with each other mm-hmm. in Genesis. Genesis is a very powerful book, and we've already gone through Genesis. We're actually in Deuteronomy now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, Numbers. Um, so it's interesting about how the Bible details forgiveness. And that's something we can go with them, especially from the beginning with him creating man and woman mm-hmm. and how they treated each other and how there was no form of forgiveness. What it ended up becoming was blame. Mm-hmm. So that's something where you can always start. So kind of like looking at Adam and Eve, because that's kind of prior to that, we saw that everything was pretty much good. Right. Um, as God far as God and good. his creation was good. And then um, we see the, the fall of man right. in Genesis with uh, Adam and Eve. And I think starting from there to help our kids see that, hey, you have a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if your kids are, I guess you would say, what, preschool age? Because I've worked with very young kids and some of them are very sharp. I, right. I, I'm impressed by some of those, um, you know, preschool age, I guess between, uh, I guess I'd say about maybe two and a half to five. Um, I'm impressed by how much those kids can recall and comprehend. And right. we could only owe it to God because this, we have some adults that can't fully grasp it. Um, and not saying that the kids fully grasp it but that they're able to articulate it it means that this is in their mind and god can use um the knowledge of scripture the knowledge of his word um whatever has been planted whether from sunday school children's church their parents pouring into them um we'll be able to see you know in the future how that maybe as as flourishes within them but just knowing that even your youngest child you don't have to feel like well they don't they won't understand well start with what they can understand and then go from there because we're raising them not to be adult children but to be adults right and eventually they'll have to come to that understanding Right, so that's why we said this, we start. I think a good place to start is in Genesis, mm-hmm. because that's a, that's an account which the kids know about how God created the earth and then created man. Mm-hmm. But then also let them know that you know before the foundation of the earth, you know God had a plan right. to forgive, right? And that forgiveness is a part you can even say of our DNA is how we were made. We were made uh, in His image, mm-hmm. but all those qualities of God that 
he has in a perfect infinite way we have in a in, in, a, in a way that's compatible with with mankind mm. so forgiveness is a part of that and that that's something which God did for us right. even making a way of of forgiving us of our sin um, early letting them know that there is a plan even though that their sin brought death right. that he's going to bring life that he still was making a way he was still finding ways to pardon us for our sin finding ways to forgive us to redeem us right. back into himself so that's a good area where you can start especially when you're trying to find out where can I teach my kids about forgiveness Genesis is replete with different examples it shows their, their great need and then it also shows um, forgiveness um, between different people and I think that's the biggest thing they need to know is they have sinned right um because the bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god in right. um romans 323 and that, gives an that who needs uh, it? <laughs> right everybody who needs, needs it? it everybody needs it yes. us their grandparents their pastor everyone right and i think helping them to realize like hey mom and dad needs it too we're not just telling you um that this is something you need and of course at some point they'll have to come to that realization but it's our um responsibility as as the parents mm -hmm. to be able to um give them that information to train them up in knowing that hey you need to be forgiven in in by god basically and if you're not forgiven then you're you, you're basically separate from god you're right. going, going to experience eternal death rather than eternal life and and being in the glory of god right so that's something we have to really explain to them like what is what did sin do and mm -hmm. how does that what does that forgiveness actually do in us in a real way and actually in janelle already mentioned about romans 3 23 for all have sinned but also you know we look at Romans 2.12, you can read that for us. Okay, Romans 2.12. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. So it doesn't matter if you were um, in the camp of those who are, all are being judged ultimately. Um, because of the law God has a perfect law and we have broken that law so it doesn't matter if you were under the law if you was a Jew or if you in the time of Christ became a Christian you know you're going to be judged and then also those who are uh, outside of the boundaries of the protective grace of God will be judged there's going to be two judgments though um, one will be but the thing about it is that since God is the righteous ruler, he is one to judge. Right. And that's why we need forgiveness because ultimately we have broken his law and we have defamed his character. We have we have spit in his face. We have we have put up our tent pole of pride and making ourselves our own God and have said that we don't believe in him and we don't or those who want to say they believe in him, they don't trust in trust him. Trust him, yeah. So we have offended him and that sentence is death and not only just death but death eternally mm. because he's an eternal God but he has forgiven us through the sacrifice of Christ 
coming into our own creation, coming to creation to die for us, to make amends of that. You know, he was um, propitious to us. He was loving to us. He was, he was um, kind to us in what he did by taking on the full wrath of God and drinking the cup. So these are things our kids need to know and see these symbolisms as more than just little symbols they say in the scripture, but they have a real tangible connection to us in in life. Mm. And so we know that we all deserve it, not just some people, not mm. just the quote unquote bad people, but all deserve um, death and deserve hell. But thank God he does forgive sins. Right. And that's something we should the quality we should have to other people. And mm-hmm. that's a great way to kind of transition to teach our kids about um, of forgiveness, teach them about forgiveness. And there are different ways that we can demonstrate that. And I know in First John 1, 9, okay. there's a... Um, it says if... It shows what it looks like. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins mm-hmm. and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. So that's that's what it looks like. It's a cleansing. It's a washing away of the dirt and grime of sin. And that's something where we have to look. It also shows the character of God mm-hmm. and the character of Christ. And it should be a character in which we are mindful of. So it lets us know how to proceed and how to connect with other people when it comes to them especially when we're talking about the body of Christ because the whole idea of forgiveness are those within the body right. not those who are even though you may say you forgive somebody or if someone has done something to you or right. you pardon or them, pardon from, them from, but yeah. when the scriptures talk about forgiveness it's talking about from brother to brother right. um, because that's with, it's within the boundaries of the family the mm. family of the faith and I guess kind of looking at that because all of our children and most people your children probably have not come to a point where they've acknowledged their sins and confessed their sins and uh, repented and and you know believing in Jesus as their savior Um, however the Bible still calls believing parents um, to the responsibility of training up our children in the Lord in the way that they should go Um, so even though they may be at a point where they may not understand like a believer. Right. Um, they can still learn the information. God will do with it what he will do. He's the one that gets the increase, right. as the word tells us. So we still have to be faithful to him, um, obedient to his word to do it. Even in the times where we're like, wow, my child is really, really off the chain. <laughs> you know, I know some people have kids that are more rebellious than others um they're all rebellious if they have not come to the knowledge of christ some of them are more outwardly rebellious and we tend to i guess maybe focus on those because they seem to get under our skin more than maybe the ones that are more um quietly rebellious (laughs) by like oh you didn't do what i asked you to but you may not give me back chat or um, that sort of thing, but just realizing like, Hey, they all are in need of Christ, um, saving, um, his, his, his renewal and just being able to give them the word so that they can understand that. Right. So they need to know the difference 
between, between you know, the way we forgive each other and then the Christ, that like Janelle was saying, how Christ has forgiven us. And if they can do that, they'll also understand, you know, forgiveness and then not forgiving. Mm. And kind of knowing the correlation, you know, when you forgive others, this is what it looks like. When right. you're not forgiving others, this is what it looks like. Well, then, hey, there's also reverse. If others forgive you what it looks like and others don't forgive you mm. what that looks like and it, how it how it changes the relationship right. between the two and because when we're on the other end we always want forgiveness for of us course, of course yeah. of course and <laughs> you know we want them to know you know certain things that we may think may not be what really is what I mean by that is that you know if you don't forgive someone what does that look like or can you forgive and there be no repentance you know people talk about that quite a lot you know right. can you forgive somebody and you know does do we have to repent before you forgive them and like i said the world view of of forgiveness has seeped into a lot of people especially those who are christians right. the way they're thinking of forgiveness should be but this is um and probably this in the previous episodes that's not how we should forgive mm. when it comes to to the relationship between people who have who have some type of tension or have some type of or want to sin against somebody. Right. And also and we, we know that, it would look different too based on if people are believers, but then I think also looking at the maturity level and and time because sometimes people need time to process. Um, right. and like I said the maturity level makes a big difference. Right, and the thing about it is that, you know, we need to let them know that, hey, when there's forgiveness, mm -hmm. those two people who were in contention with each other, that relationship is being restored. That relationship is being brought back to what it was prior to the it offense. It should be, yes. And it should be. And that's something which our Believe kids it. need to learn about. You know, it's not just, just saying the words and it's just frivolous, but it's actually connecting two lives that have been... Um, disconnected mm -hmm. and that's something which they need to learn and to be able to understand mm -hmm. and to see right because it's not just saying like I said it's not just saying the words but you're actually seeing the two have genuinely forgiven each other and they're back to communicating and and reacting with and responding with one another in a favorable way rather than they're saying it but they're still they're acting not acting like right that. holding bitterness and we've seen a little bit of that with within our household where people hold on to the anger um maybe a little bit longer than they should but um you know the bible tells us not you know to do that because we know holding on to anger then means hey i'm gonna start forming thoughts in my mind that kind of feeds into that and scenarios um, where, hey, and, and don't that better bitterness is going to start to fester in to the point where it now becomes sin right um and and just calling our kids out on that um being able to see their heart see their 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 sinfulness and being able to point it out to them so they could see it because sometimes you know we i guess talk to them about hey you did something wrong but being able to show them through the word of god i think is helpful so they know like mom and dad is not just saying this but hey we're getting this from the word of god like i remember someone was recently this week um fussing and whining and grumbling and 
I, I brought them to Philippians 2.14 so they could see, well, hey, this is what the Word of God says. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some other verses that we sometimes try to bring our kids to because we realize we want them to be trained up with the Word of God. And that's going to mean we have to grow ourselves. And I think that's been something really convicting for me mm-hmm. is knowing that, hey, if I'm going to teach my kids... What do I know? I know I don't know everything, but that that should mean now I need to be digging deeper. I need to be learning more so that I can grow and then I can have something to um, impart to my kids. Right. And, and coming on that, in that same vein of really showing them what the Word of God says, you, know, you can always connect them with the different people that the Bible talk about and mm-hmm. how they had to deal with forgiveness and forgiving others and there's right. lots of like we mentioned Genesis there's a lot of examples in Genesis and one that we mentioned last week was Genesis 33 between mm-hmm. Jacob and Esau okay. and how even though that birthright was given to the younger brother rather than the older and then they kind of separating even Esau wanted to kill him and <laughs> separating but then when they came back together you know Jacob saw him and thought that he was going to have some type of offense to him but Esau came and fell on his neck and grabbed him and hugged him and they embraced and he wanted to know who his family were and he you know they Mm. they, it was like it was like almost like it didn't happen and that's how forgiveness it was a good example of forgiveness Mm -hmm. Um, and he's also Joseph how what he did his brothers did to him and how he was able to not be bitter and not to, even though he was rose in the power, he could have done some very heinous things to his brothers. Right. But then he he brought them out of that that time of famine right. to flourishing and, and, and bringing them to himself mm-hmm. and taking care of his entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one thing beautiful. to note with, with um, Joseph is that we see where... Joseph had the mind of Christ. His focus was, well, I shouldn't say Christ at that time, God. But his focus was on God to where he saw all of this that was happening or that had happened to him. And he made an assessment that what his brothers meant for evil and the other people that had done things to him, God intended it for good. Like he was able to make that assessment, um... And that's something that takes maturity, obviously, because, you know, I don't think as most children would be able to assess that. But I think the more we talk to our kids about, hey, man, look at what happened to our family or what happened to me personally or what happened to you. And being able to point out times in the Bible where, hey, remember when Joseph said this? How can we, with our physical eyes, you know, but even for our kids that may be in Christ, hey, do you see with your spiritual eyes what God could have possibly be um, sparing you from in this situation or the blessing that comes from it? And I think being able to look out for those things, one of the things we did in our homeschool is we started doing a gratefulness jar because mm-hmm. at times it seemed like people in the household just weren't being grateful But when we start to do that and then we look back over and see like, wow, we were grateful for all these different things. Look at all the things that, you know, God has blessed us with versus 
oh, you know, being ungrateful or discontent or just whining and grumbling about things that are not going our way, but then looking at the numerous um, things that we can't even fully thank God for, um, but knowing that there's so much to thank him for. Right. So there's not only aspects from the Bible we can show of how Mm -hmm. one party is forgiven another party, but we can use our real life, use about the things which we're going through to show our kids about, hey, look at this example of what mommy went through or look at this what daddy went through or look at this situation. Do you remember this that happened and showing them how either forgiveness was not done properly or was not used or how it was done so they can get these examples all the time so that they, their minds can be more um, understanding of, of what this means and the totality of it right. and the the outcomes of those because ultimately you know forgiveness is about reconciliation it's about bringing two people together who were separated because that's what God did for us in Christ mm-hmm. that we were reconciled to the father by the son right. through the spirit so that the triune God's love and loving kindness and mercy and grace is all in the, the, the whole aspect of forgiveness the whole aspect of redemption these are parts of the attributes of God as being a redeeming savior as being a forgiving God and these should be attributes of us as Christians as being um, forgiving of one another when it comes to how our lives are so we have to be able to give these correlations with our kids when it comes to not only what's in scripture but also what's when in our daily lives so when it comes to forgiveness the 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 actual aspect of forgiveness I think that's one thing we have to really demonstrate and instruct the kids because you know it's a difference between forgiveness and just an apology mm-hmm. you know this I apologize for that but and, and that's, that's kind of quick Mm. to do that some people used to do that when they get in trouble and the parents right. you get in trouble parents, oh I apologize I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry like, like yeah. you're not really sorry you just don't want to get the consequence right. of well, you <laughs> whatever know, you did you know what I started doing with our kids as I started looking at forgiveness is that I don't want to force one of my children to just say I'm sorry right. um, so what I usually try to do is I try to ask them like series of questions like, Hey, why'd you do this? Um, of course, a lot of times they probably say, I don't know, whatever. Or sometimes they'll say because so-and-so did whatever. Um, but then I also get them to look at, well, how would you feel if this was done to you? What do you think the response should be? And then I tell them, go make it right with your sibling. Right. And I try to say you can't apologize. Apologize is something we, we, we want them to do, but right. we want them to understand what is... I want it to be sincere and for them sincere. to understand it. And understand the background. What is this that you're you're actually doing? That whole idea of forgiving, apologizing is part of that, you know, mm-hmm. that you're asking for. You're asking, you know, apologizing for something that you're de- you've done to somebody. Right. And like for us, I always have the boys, once they apologize, they, they embrace one another. Right. Because I don't want them to be contention or fighting or right. this type of 
war with one another so that they, <laughs> they want war in our household yeah so they're like i'm, I'm sorry next thing he's popping each other against the head you know right. so we want there to be some type of uh physical connection that's mm-hmm. and also from the words but also actions you know now you know go back to playing with one another go back to sharing, being back and caring. sharing so you know forgiveness has to have um, an apology forgiveness has to have reconciliation right. those things that need to be a part of forgiveness because that's a part of um, when it comes to us being forgiven by our heavenly father that's a part of that when you're mm-hmm. repenting that's like forget that's a part like a, a, an apology in, in a way mm-hmm. um, when it comes to reconciliation that's what Christ did for us when he died for us and he bridged that gap between us and God right. so we've been reconciled back unto the father so he sees us as he sees the son mm. you know and then there's the other aspect of it which I know in the popular culture in our time right. is when it deals with justice this whole idea of justice is a big thing and it's something we have to teach the kids when we deal with social studies is justice can you forgive somebody with or without justice mm-hmm. and that's the big march and protests in our world and in the streets you know you know justice for all or justice this and justice that mm-hmm. and and ultimately do we desire justice to be done especially when you talk about someone who has when it comes to the body of Christ and us forgiving one another this is the difficult thing when especially deal with that because when it comes to justice we know the ultimate justice will be done by God. Mm. At the judgment seat, there right. will be justice, a perfect justice that is given to man. <laughs> we don't want we 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 don't want that justice. That's right. why we want grace, right. because and mercy, because we know that Thank we're all Jesus. we all are guilty. Right. Um. And if God was truly, if God wanted to be super duper just, he would he would he would have accused everyone. Mm. But he was merciful mm. and you know he was gracious unto us. That's why he sent Christ to die for us, and Christ mm. came willingly to die for our sins. Or he would just destroy heaven and earth and been I done with it. I guess you could look at it too. He poured out the justice that those of us that believe that deserve would have received. onto Jesus. And he didn't have to do that. Yeah. Because that's why nobody, when it comes to when everyone when everything is said and done and this earth has passed away and we're all before the throne of God, we can't talk about this fairness. Well, that wasn't fair. Well, no, God did not give us fairness. If he wanted to be fair, he would have destroyed everybody. Mm-hmm. But he was able, he was in his perfect and 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 and, and righteous um, being forgave some. He didn't have to forgive any. So that would show that, you know, he was still loving to to, to even do that for those whom he will. Mm. And and that's something we want our kids to understand about who God is. So when we look at one another and they're they're doing a little tantrums with one another or anybody, that look at what God has done for us and look how greater he is than us. How should we treat each other mm. when it comes to forgiving one another? But when it comes back to justice, you know, ultimately in the body of Christ, in the church, we have our own quote unquote justice system in a way that we can, we can, um, shepherd the flock, how we can deal with sin issues when it comes to forgiveness, Mm -hmm. when it comes to bringing justice towards 
um, something that's especially serious, we have biblical means of doing those things. Mm. Um, but so but we also have, a, you know, a government structure for doing things. And I think which is teach, also ordained by God. Right. And I think teaching our kids that although you might be forgiven of something, it doesn't mean you won't face the consequences. Right. Um, so think about the actions you do. Because um, you never know what that may because just because you're a Christian, that don't mean you do something that the government not going to arrest you. Right. Or that something's yeah. not going to happen in the streets because you did something. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be consequences for doing some for type any of action, for yeah. any type of action. As they say, it's an equal opposite reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you have to make sure that you you set yourself mentally and physically um, preparing yourself for what's out there and, and teach them about that and say, hey, when you do something, you should always um, have this have this um, mentality when it comes to forgiveness, forgiving others or asking for forgiveness for things that you've done, Mm -hmm. but that, hey, you may still end up going to jail. You may still end up because you did something wrong. You have to know. You may still have separation, um, even if it might be temporary or it may be long-term depending on what it may. relationships and stuff like that, yeah. But what the offense was, um, because I know like any type of sexual um, offense towards kids typically those people may not be able to be in the same um, space and there may be certain parameters I don't know exactly but um, you know they may not be able to be in the same space with right. young children if right. they have that was their offense right so um, you may have got, done that been you know gave yourself to Christ and right. be trying to live a life of righteousness but because of what you've done now yeah. you have there you are certain have to live that consequence. There's certain yeah. boundaries which you can't cross now, and you have to live that. That's a consequence, and that's something which we have to understand that you know there can be forgiveness and justice. They they both come together, but sometimes you know things happen that you know you you can forgive somebody, and you may have to just pray for justice when it comes to other. So it's 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 very the subject. This subject can actually be we could talk. A whole yeah, podcast about yeah. just justice. Even I think looking at the love, we think about right. Christ has forgiven us, but not just looking at forgiveness, but the love that comes before the forgiveness. And right. thinking about for us, where the Bible talks about loving your enemies, how many of us think of love when we think of Our forgiving enemies. someone, right. or even just someone that we love that has done something in which now they need forgiveness, right. um, but how are we considering the love that we have for that person um, in forgiving? And then like we always um, brought back in the other episodes that the responsibility um, of the one that have offended that person, if they're a believer, Mm. they need to look at what do I need to do? I need to take an active role in restoring this relationship, right? Um, Doing what is right um, in the sight of God and then doing what is right and good in the sight of, of man of man and those who have offended. Yeah, you, we have to really focus on that aspect. It's not just, you know, forgiving somebody of what they've done. But hey, if you offended somebody, mm. you're just as much need to be active in that in that role, in that whole aspect, right. in that sphere of, of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, what should our kids get from all of this? You know, 
what are we teaching them? You know, what is important? What are the benefits of forgiveness? And I found this verse in Micah 7.18, if you could look that up, oh. <laughs> that actually I think is a good um, verse to... Micah, Micah 7.18. But I, I, we definitely hope that, while well, my wife is looking for the verse, <laughs> we hope that this is okay. really helping. Uh, um, Micah 7.18 says, Help your kids. Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity mm-hmm. and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession? He does not retain his anger forever mm. because he delights in unchanging love. Wow. Mm. That one's one to really meditate on there. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like we want our kids ultimately to see that, hey, you know, when it comes to forgiveness, being forgiven, asking for forgiveness, that we want we want the the love of our father to shine through all of the aspects of that and we want to see that you know what god has done for us we need to do for others because we want to be able to um, glorify god and please the father who has who's done the same thing for us mm. so you know that verse is very beautiful when it talked about you know yeah, him who has through that one reconciled for myself, yeah. what he who has reconciled us you know what that has done for us you know mm. look at that benefit not we not holding on to that anger because yeah. we don't want to experience the anger and wrath of god no definitely um, not and and we shouldn't want to hold on to anger ourselves or or you know the feeling of getting back but i think most importantly our kids won't fully understand um what it means to forgive others or be forgiven until they have um fully come to the realization that they're in need of a savior jesus christ um to save them from god's you know eternal wrath and and punishment and separation from him like until they really see their need for him the only reason why like they had their sinners that their sinners that their sins they need to repent you know have a consequence although it's not it doesn't they don't understand it sometimes because it's not immediate. Like when you think of rewards and punishments with your kids, they get like, Oh, I'm going to get a punishment right now versus, Oh, mom and dad said later, they, they hope you forget or, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. We, we want them to know that, Hey, the time is right now because none of us really know when our lives would end. And we, none of us really know when Jesus is coming back. So even though, you've been living what seems like hey a long time and i'm not seeing the wrath of god um know that it's coming right and sometimes you get so you get so um um entrenched in what you're doing your day by day and in the world that you're living in at this era of time we're living in that we forget about hey there is a time coming where you know all knees will bow and all tongues will confess that christ is lord Mm. and that we're going to be before the judgment seat of god and we're going to all have to um take into account all the things that we've done against god and only by christ and the grace that he's shown to us that we can stand before him as innocent because no man can stand on innocent on his own two feet on his own merit because there's there is no merit that man can stand before God and be 
seen as righteous or seen as as good mm-hmm. but only through Christ can we be seen as good only through his um righteousness can God see us in a in a in a in a, in a way that that satisfy his his anger and his wrath so we know that ultimately the kids that we are teaching about forgiveness and that we're instructing about forgiveness will one day become adults Mm -hmm. so the biggest benefit not only about teaching them about well outside of them understanding what christ did for us and god forgiving us so Mm -hmm. that's showing that we need to forgive others but to give them instructions so when they become older, they can be able to demonstrate these things that we've taught them as children, mm. as adults. So forgiving kids will become forgiving adults. Mm. And so hopefully the next generation can then go from there and move forward with having forgiving hearts for knowing what it is, for knowing how to do it properly, mm. and, and knowing that who is it glorifying in the end, that it's prideless, that is selfishness. Mm. That it's something that it's that is uh, um, gracious. Right. That it's merciful. That's, that's that the is, word of the kids. That that is that is <laughs> yeah. That is demonstrating the things. Second chance. Second chance. Yeah, that's what kids gave their answers. Hey, that's what it is. Mm. God giving us a second chance. We should give others a second chance because God has done that for us and does it for us every single day. Right. Because we're not sinless people. Not not in this life. Not until this life passes away. So we hope that's something that we can teach our kids and instruct them and 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 mold them in. We hope you can so when too. They, so we, so when us and you our children um, teach our children that they can grow into adults who can do the same thing. Yeah. So any other thoughts you have on forgiveness before we before we leave out? Oh wow, I think you pretty much said it all. Um you know, just remembering to demonstrate to your kids um, love. Like I had to ask one of my kids recently for forgiveness because of, you know, the tone I use and I think maybe the words I I use um, towards that child. They can do that sometimes, um, but yeah. Be angry, but they're not it's sin. interesting because usually <laughs> our kids kind of embrace each other. And I think it's been a while since I've asked my kids for forgiveness. Um, but, you know, my child embraced me in a hug after um, I asked them to forgive me. And they said they forgive me and they gave me a hug. And, you know, for me, it was like, oh, that's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and but don't forget why I was mad at you. Well, you know what? I had to be conscious about apologizing and asking forgiveness without putting blame. Because I don't want our children to feel like um, they can control me to do bad things. Mm, That's good. Um, And I don't want them to feel like anybody else can control them. I need to be, as a believer, self-controlled in the words I choose. And sometimes I need a break. Sometimes I have to say, hey, go to your room. Or sometimes I have to say, let me go step away. Let me think. Let me pray. Because I don't want to exercise just, you know, rootlessness. And just how I'm feeling at the moment. I'm just going to blast out because I'm hurt. I'm going to hurt. I think we want to be able to teach our kids to identify their own hurt 
So if I'm hurt, I'll say what you mm -hmm. did, this hurt me in this way, but I don't want to blame them and say, I reacted in this way because of you. Cause I've probably done that in the past, but I'm learning to not blame other people for my wrong actions because that's not loving. That's not kind. That's not Christ-like. Now, not saying that their, my response maybe was in response to what they did, right. but I could have chosen a different, a different response. Right, right, and I want right. my kids to know that you have a choice to choose what's right. right. Um, of course, when you're in Christ, he gives you that ability. Right. Um, and that's why they need to be crying out to um, the Lord to right. save them so that they can have that renewed mind. So they can have that ability to choose what is right because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Right. Because that's people, as old saying goes, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Mm. But my flip on that is forgiven people, forgive people. Mm. So because you I have like been, <laughs> because you have been forgiven, yes. you can forgive. You, can, you, you have the power you know what it of the feels Holy Spirit like. dwelling in you. Yes. And you have the word of God instructing you. So because you've been forgiven, choose to you love. can forgive and you can ask for forgiveness and always choose love, always choose righteousness. And not only will your life be benefited, but your children's life will definitely be benefited. Amen. So hope you enjoyed this episode of A Love Worth Dying For podcast. Make sure and subscribe to us and like us on all the different podcasting platforms. Um, make sure that if you want to um, donate to our channel, you can do that on Anchor or on Coffee, And also, write us, uh, you know, write us a little message. Let us know what you think. And tell us how we can improve and some other topics you'd like to hear. And we definitely will try and get that to you in the next go around. So for A Love Worth Dying For, this is Joseph. And Janelle Banks. And hope you have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Love Worth Dying For podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at Love Worth Dying For or email us at alovewortdyingfor at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.